Shooters Connection offers products for competition shooters by competition shooters. With over 80 years of combined competition shooting experience, Shooters Connection is staffed by master and grandmaster shooters who live the shooting sports every day. Every day. We offer same-day shipping. Shooters Connection also sponsors over 100 of your matches every single year. So when it comes to finding everything you need to compete as a beginner or a seasoned grandmaster, Shooters Connection is the only name you need to know. Online at ShootersConnectionStore.com. What's up, everybody? This is the Hit Factor Podcast with our resident tater tot who puts mayonnaise on sweet potato fries. We won't go into that again. Mr. Jeff Cawthon from Ada, Oklahoma. I'm trying to think of something crazy he sent me this week. Oh, he was making pomegranate juice. Who makes pomegranate? Who makes their own pomegranate juice? Like, where did this come from? Uh, me and my kiddo, Thea, we did it like one time a while back. And so now now it's a thing we do. We, we, make, we make the juices. We make uh, lemonade and we squeeze pomegranate juice and we make a massive mess. Dude, pomegranate juice is like, it's like red ink. Dude, that stuff is yeah. so bright. But yeah, that's what it was. We just, we did it once and the kid doesn't forget things. So if she sees a pomegranate, <laughs> she's like, hey, you remember that one time three years ago we made pomegranate juice? Let's do that. Yeah. So did you like buy a juicer? No, no, this, no. Are you kidding me? You know, you're talking to, um, well, that's true. (laughs) Dude. No, it's like a little tiny, like hand squeezer. We like drop, you know, a teaspoon of, of the seeds in, and then you like squeeze it. And we did it into a shot glass until we eventually squeezed out three shot glasses full. And then (laughs) we drink it. (laughs) Uh, oh jeremy's gone you think he'll come back i don't think you could handle the juice wasn't so yeah anyway that's where the pomegranate juice came from uh yeah she also got into the butter this week we my wife found a butter with teeth marks in it (laughs) so uh yeah me and a buddy used to call that a shame stick but (laughs) yeah i used to take a piece of bread and take i don't know two three tablespoons of butter and ball up the bread around the butter and then just eat a little butter sandwich oh my gosh like with nothing on it just like like bread wrapped around butter like squeezed around it yep Oh wait, was it was it white bread? No, because my parents were really crunchy, so it was uh, it it was probably like seven grain. Right. You know. Yeah. Is uh is white bread a thing up there in the north? Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm I'm not a good representative. I'm not a native Mainer. I'm a uh I've got no no claim to this place. People from here would be very upset if I if I uh, tried to stake any sort of claim to what Maine is about, what people here do. (laughs) Gotcha. All right, well... The the classic Maine line is just because the uh, cat has kittens in the oven, doesn't make them muffins. I don't don't get it. 
doesn't matter. Like, so if your kids are born here, it doesn't mean they're Mainers. Oh, okay. Because if a cat gives birth in an oven, it doesn't mean the kittens are muffins. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't be from here unless you're from here. It doesn't matter where you were born and died. Anyway. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, that makes sense. So, oh, there's Jeremy. There he is. I'm back. Um, so on the on the the docket tonight, we're we're going to be getting into area two, which man, there was some some interesting, mainly just one interesting thing that everybody's talking about from area two, which was a little strange since it's it's like one of the most prestigious and like hard to get into area matches, correct? Yeah, yeah, I think they yeah. had over five hundred shooters. Yeah. I've never been to it. I've never even tried to go, but I know that about it. That it sells I've out. registered and backed out twice. Yeah, doesn't it sell out in like minutes? It's it's quick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It it didn't used to be quite so bad uh, back when I used to shoot it, but it's quick. Yeah. So we're going to get into area two. Also, Jeremy has has put together this challenge. From time to time, we do hit factor challenges. Um, we had the reload challenge that we had Travis Tomasi judge for us and, um, we've done other smaller challenges. Anyway, Jeremy has come up with one that is a bit more, uh, fitness involved. So we'll be talking about that a little bit. Jeremy has a, has a run up for us that he put together, which, I don't know. That's going to be freaking hard to beat, dude. I mean, yeah. It's unfor anyway. Well, unfortunately, I have to do it again because I don't have an official time on it. Uh, so I have to try to – so anyway, right. yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Well, it's it's di the challenge is difficult enough that, like, you're not really going to get two awesome runs at it. Like, your your first run is going to be the absolute best. Yeah, You're not so, going to stand in the range and get five runs at this challenge and then post no. the best one. If you if you do, you're actually that's more amazing. If you do this back to back five times and the fifth one's best, then uh, serious credit. Yeah, yeah, you've got your 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 conditioning level is is really really high. Oh yeah, you'd be you'd be a monster. I would be impressed if you just had like like two back to back runs and they were comparable like to each other. I would be pretty impressed. Yeah. Uh, so get into that. Well, J Jeremy does like to have his first run put pressure on the second run. That's true. Mm -hmm. That is you true. Like to compete against yourself. I think a that's bit. a six times sixty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Ipsic Nationals. This will come out as we are getting on a plane mm. or on a plane headed to Ipsic Nationals. Yeah, uh, I'll probably so, be like pulling up at the airport when this is dropping, think, something like that. I think my flight leaves at 6 a.m., so 6.30 a.m. or something like that. My flight leaves at 6-something a.m., yeah. Really? Friday morning. Huh. Mine doesn't yeah, leave till 9.30. Mm, that, that would be cooler. That would yeah. be awesome. Well, I, yeah. So last time we went to Florida – this is my second time flying to Florida. And last time I did book a flight that left at six in the morning. 
and the airport is two and a half hours from my house. So I ended up leaving my house at, I think like two 30 or something say in the 2 morning. AM. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was up late packing. So I like laid down at midnight, slept, <laughs> slept for like an hour and a half, two hours, got up, went to the airport. Yeah. It was a long day. I think I was up for close to 24 hours that day. Yeah. I, so uh, I'm glad I'm not doing that again. Yeah. I'm, I'm really need to get on top of my packing and reloading and all of that for this trip because I've done nothing of that. And yeah, I need to get that done because it's going to be Friday morning is going to be super early. Luckily, we don't shoot till the afternoon on Saturday. So we have that yeah. going for us. We have we at least have that. So that's that's at least good. But it's going to be a really quick trip. We're going to we land Friday afternoon. We'll go to the range, look at stages, probably do a courtesy uh, equipment check. Make sure in case we need to make any changes, buy a file and file on base pads if we have to or something like that. And and then we'll get to chill for a little bit. And then we shoot in the afternoon, we shoot in the morning, and then we get on a plane that night and go home. So, And, and that first day, uh, you do have the super long walk from starting on Bay 18 and walk into – or Stage 18 and walk into Stage 1. Oh, they don't have it zoned? No. Oh, well, that's great. But on day two, you'll start wherever you start and just run. That's at least good. That's at least good. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This should be fun. Uh, It looks like my my video is maybe not going to work so great tonight. So, we probably won't have video. Hopefully, I will at least maintain microphone. So anyway, yeah. uh, be fine. yeah. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I don't know if it's still. It's telling me my recording is uploaded. So hopefully we're still going. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, area two. Yeah, area two. So there was a there was more than just one thing crazy at area two. Area two happened this last weekend. It's normally seems way late in the season because it's the last match of the year. This year it's different because Ipsic is after it, and but anyway, so so Christian won open. Christian's been on a, you know, he's been he's dominated pretty much everything this year. From a shooting standpoint, there's two other things that happened that were that were notable. Uh, Joey Sauerland DQ'd. I think he did. He was it a drop gun? Mm. I don't remember. I don't know what no, it was. I heard it was an AD. Oh okay. Okay. Um, so, so Joey DQ'd fairly early on, uh, in the match area two is shot as a three day match for those who haven't, haven't ever shot it. So it's shot as a three day match over 500 shooters. Um, but in this, at this match limited was the deepest field that there was, uh, like you had like by far limited was the deepest. Um, so that was, that's always, that's cool. Uh, when you, to see that, at least I think that's cool to see an iron sight major division have a lot of really good competition, but especially before Joey DQ'd, you had Joey Gianni, John Browning, Shane Coley, Robert Crow. Uh, and then, I mean, Glenn Shelby's down there. So there's, there were a lot of, a lot of really good shooters in limited 
uh, and Gianni had a great match. She kind of, you know, Johnny had like Gianni had one bad day at nationals. His day one was like really bad. Uh, so it looked like he kind of just wasn't shooting all that well then, but it was really one bad day. Otherwise he has shot really, really well here lately. So big congrats to Gianni for winning that. But then carry optics, really the, the performance of the match was Jacob Hetherington. He's been on sabbatical because mm-hmm. his wife had a kid. Uh, right. and he's, he's been on sabbatical. He hasn't shot for since what was his last match? Carry optics nationals, I believe. Okay. So carry optics nationals. Yeah. That was his last match. He hasn't shot since then, at least competitively. And then he comes out here and just absolutely crushes it. Uh, he beats Nils by over 6%. Uh, Jacob's overall time was 239 and Nils was 262. Uh, so just, I mean, 23 seconds that he put on Nils is just an absolute thrashing, quite frankly, which is which is crazy because a year ago, Nils was unbeatable. He was like he was like he was just just unbelievably dominant. And then you get a performance like this out of Jacob Hetherington and it's it's kind of nuts. All right. Um, hold on, Jeremy. We got and, and he's five here. seconds ahead of the second place open shooter. The chat says they chat says they can't see you, Jeremy, which means we're probably not recording you or any of my audio either. I think we're recording your audio because I see the little um, Riverside audio thing every time uh, Jeremy's speaking. You can. Yeah, when Jeremy's speaking, the little Riverside audio. Okay, they said they can hear him. Okay. All right, we'll roll with it then. Hopefully, it's getting getting something from him. Well, I think he's gone now. Uh, I can. I'm still here. Okay. I can see right. you guys. So continue. My bad. My bad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was just a, it was just a crazy Jacob Hetherington like performance. Like we see this one or two matches a year that. Jacob just goes nuts and he like mm-hmm. he his ceiling is just seems to be higher than almost anybody else's. So it does seem that way. Uh yeah, I mean he he beat like he would he was second overall um beating several really really good open shooters and Max Lee Grinder shooting limited optics who won limited optics nationals this year in the overalls Jacob beat him by seven. Yeah, seven percent. So it's just yeah. Crazy, crazy dominant performance there. And uh Ipsig National should be pretty interesting here this what's, next week. What's cr- crazy is the the time that he put on everybody. Mm-hmm. The second fastest time in the match from a carry optic shooter. Not PCC, not open carry optic. Yeah. Shooter. He's only six seconds behind Christian as far as time is concerned. Actually, with identical hits, more or less, it's really just the open, um, the major difference. Yeah. 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 And then the... just everybody in CO just crushed on time. That's yeah. Nuts. Pretty, pretty insane. And what, what I, what I find kind of interesting about this, and I talked about it a little bit, but 
you know, Neil's last year completely dominant, like untouchable basically. And, and this year hasn't been that way. And part of that is just sport. Like part of that is competition. Like you go on, like there are, there's just cycles to your shooting and, or anything that you do. And there's, there's times where you're hot and you're shooting really, really well. And then there's times where it's like, it's just more of a struggle. And I think, you know, Nils is obviously still, still a contender to, to win anything. We're not, well, I'm not writing Nils off or, or saying anything bad about Nils, but at the same time, like maybe he's just not as, as sharp as he was a year ago. Well, it, going back to my favorite statistics, he shot 91 and a half percent as his average stage finish, mm. you know, at area two. Yeah. So he's he put in a Nils like performance. I I don't think it the story is really Nils. I think it's Jacob just uh I mean Jacob actually shot slightly better points than Christian, six seconds slower with a CEO gun. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. No, it yeah. is. It is I mean Yeah, it's I mean it's hard to argue with with the the shooting statistic that Potato has given us. But I would, I kind of would expect Nils to finish a little higher above some of the people that he beat, like percentage wise. Mm -hmm. But that's totally feel, right? Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting well, any hard numbers out there like Potato is. Yeah. So some of the people either shot the master of their life or there was some weird compression in the 80s. And it's hard to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes me feel a little better. No, anyway, no, your feelings, right. It's like. Yeah. Bottom line is Jeremy shitting on Nils. And that's, that's what you need to remember. Yep. He's washed up. He's a has been. Uh, he'll never win again. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Isn't the other story that there's significantly more single stack um, participation than production? I know it's oh, Arizona and that's home of single stack, but there was one and a half times as many people shooting single stack as production. Good Lord. Look at that. Look at I all mean, those God-fearing people. I'm here for it, uh, but that's that's a little crazy. That's nuts. Man, like production doesn't exist anymore. Production is speed running the revolver experience. <laughs> I... I ex yeah, I mean, I expected uh, I expected carry optics to to take heavily from production, like take a, a mm -hmm. lot of them. I did not quite expect production to die out the way that it has. I still think the way they handled nationals the last three years, including this year, has really really hurt production. I think production could be healthier than it is, but yeah. but it's not not right now. No, the the whole chain of events that has gotten us to where we are now has has really hurt production. But it is what it is, I guess. I'm glad to see a lot of people in single stack. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so then the, the other thing that happens at Area 2, and this is – look, we're going a little bit off hearsay uh, and Facebook posts, is that apparently they didn't – award at least oh, there was one division winner who did not get any sort of 
recognition for having won the division. He did not get a a medal or a, a plaque or a trophy or, or anything like that. But yet there seems to have been uh, medals and awards given to some class winners and to some mm. uh, category winners. So that seems yeah, really so, kind of strange. I mean, I don't, I don't really mind name dropping Timmy, Tim Heron. He won single stack. Yeah. And he was the one that made a social media post. Tim Heron probably has more followers than the podcast. So <laughs> I don't mind saying it. Uh, and he was pretty vocal that he was disappointed in that. And, Rightly so. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Um, I don't, I don't really understand that. I, w- I would like to know how that was decided. So the justification for for f- fewer or cheaper plaques or trophies is that they sent out a survey and they asked everybody that attended, would you guys prefer uh, to have? plaques and trophies or would you rather we put more money into the prize table so let's let's just think about how that voting is going to go only the very because everybody has everybody has an equal chance at the trophies right sure yeah no no they don't that's sarcasm (laughs) jeremy come on you can't see my face so maybe that's the issue here no like why would you yeah that's like asking me my opinions about German grammar. I don't speak German. Like, right. I, who cares what I think about German grammar? It's not relevant to me. Well, no, it's it's called it's called socialism, right? Like, do I want do I want other rich people to give me money so that I don't have to work and like they don't need to they don't need to be rich? Just give me the money. That's basically what happened here. Uh, in a at least, at least what it seems to have happened to Tim here is it that was it was voted on. Socialism. It was it was voted on that hey the the we don't want to we don't want to spend any money for the people who spend the time and money to get good at this sport. We would rather have that go to ourselves. So we're going to vote to make sure that goes to ourselves. Uh, so yeah, that I mean, I, that's pretty. It's pretty bad. I I. It feels difficult for me to call it a sport if if that's going to be the way that it's going to be awarded. If that's the award structure that is like yep. don't award the winners, then it, it feels wrong to call it a sport. I mean, isn't that their goal? I don't know who they – I don't know, really know who they are that we're talking about here, but yeah. Now, like to be fair, to to be fair, to give the other side, like I do want to be fair at this, the prize table was order of finish. Like you walked, you walked the prize table similar to nationals, and then mm. you walked that in order of finish. So that, like, so that there is some equitability in that respect. In that, okay. Well, that works. That works great if you live in Phoenix and you stuck around till Sunday. Well, yeah. Well, the. Uh, well, the only way you can shoot it not Friday, Saturday, Sunday is staff, right? Yeah, but there were some people who shot staff who did very well. I believe Johnny uh, well, shot staff. Well, but it, I'm sorry, but if you shoot staff, then you you give up the ability to walk the prize table. That's okay, somewhat fair your, enough, fair enough, fair enough. I, I think right. if you're... I retract it. You're correct. Um, 
Now there was there was a lot said also about the disorganization of the prize table and all that. Um, but if you're going to give medals for category winners and uh, class winners, then yeah. at the very least you should be recognizing the actual division winners ahead of them. That that at the very least should be the case. Maybe they just don't like Timmy and the other division winners got something and he didn't. Uh, like mm. maybe maybe that happened, and so then all of this is blown out of portion. I've called people socialist and communist uh, that aren't actually socialist and communist. So I could be wrong. And I'll I'll, be. I'll I'll hold I'll on. correct that if I need to. Hold I really on. have a spicy take. I am going to send Tim Heron a message right now and ask him. Okay. I believe I believe Tim Heron has won a lot of these from Area Two, so I assume he has other Area Two single stack plaques. Oh, he has uh, possibly. He has won he's won several times. Yeah, yes. Has he? Okay. Yep. Um. So that's area two. That's what happened there. I don't know. I don't even think prize tables are very interesting. Uh, prize I, table order of finish for like maybe the first ten people, and then shut it down. Yeah, I, I mean. Think- and when you're when you're the hundred and seventy second person to walk the prize table, so you get like a koozie or something, or a ten dollars certificate. Is that really? Is that dignifying anybody? No, I I a hundred percent agree with that. I think Jeff shot. Is it Arkansas sectional that has like mm-hmm. like crazy good uh, like shooters packages? Like he had like a pocket knife that he got from him. Yeah, so um, shout out to Arkansas Sectional. They pretty much, or at least for like the last four years, I think, they've had like kick-ass registration packets. They don't. I don't think they have a prize table. They might, or they might have done like small cash prizes uh, for winners, but their uh, registration packages are like you get the tumbler that you would normally get for you know winning a a, a class or something. So everybody gets a tumbler. We got like a golf towel, we got a knife, we got a hat, and then a lot of people, I don't know if everybody, but a lot of people got like these little pelican cases too. So yeah, they just always have kick-ass, everybody gets a cool registration prize. So if you're going to not award the winners, like if if we want to get away from recognizing winners, that might be a better model to use than... Yeah. I think we should stop referring to people as competitors and start referring to them as participants as some more enlightened sports have done. Yeah, I've heard people talk about that. Who did that? ASI. ASI? What's ASI? Have you not been on the Discord in the last three days? I've been busy, bro. I've been busy, all right? Apparently, I've only learned this through the Discord. ASI is apparently like this uh, beginner's USPSA, but they have like their own rules. So it's like supposed to be like a, it's geared to be a competitive match. Well, it's geared to be not a, it's not geared to be a competitive match. It's geared to be a match that would introduce people to competitive type shooting. So very, very simple stages. But apparently like there's a bunch of arbitrariness that, if you do something too well, the RO can tell you to stop. Like if you just shoot too fast or shoot too well, like they just tell you to stop. You can't do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of just kind of like weird arbitrary stuff that like 
They okay. don't want you to. They don't want you to make the like the new shooters feel bad. Yeah, where's the closest one? And I want to go. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. You'll have to look it up. I don't know if they even have like a national register or anything like that. But you'll have to look that up. This is again. This is all. I've never shot ASI. I've only heard about this on the Discord. So, you know, that is what it is. Um, yeah, I do think kind of like. Rather than by going back to area two and the prize tables, I do think, yeah, going down to like 150th person and waiting for that to walk the prize table is, yeah, okay, let's have, you know, let's have some really good prizes at the top of it. Like if you win, let's get, let's get you something, right? Let's get something cool, whatever that is. Uh, Hunter's HD gold. If they want to sponsor those like that, Dylan wants to sponsor and put a machine up there or, or money. If they want to do cash, cool, let's do that. But then the rest of everybody. Yeah. Let's put together some sort of decent registration packet. uh, That uh, look, I'd like to see t-shirts again. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but like I used to love just having t-shirts. I would get like five or six t-shirts a year and that's how I restock the t-shirts that I wear. But nobody gives t-shirts anymore. All the and matches around see. here still give t-shirts. Do and they I want really? them to stop and spend that $15 somewhere else because I have drawers <laughs> overflowing with useless shooting shirts that I really can't wear anywhere um, mm-hmm. other than to go practice shooting. Okay, so maybe maybe if you're going to do that, like you should rotate between like a Hats. shooting shirt and a hat and uh, mm-hmm. you know a coffee cup. Uh, maybe maybe rotate it, put it on a four or five year rotation so that you're not getting the same thing every once in a year. Splurge for a hoodie. Can you imagine if a match gave out like a good hoodie? Oh, I, I got a great hoodie on. from a match uh, a month ago. Oh wow. really? Nice. I was staff, but it was I think it was just for staff, but still. That's still cool. Great. Oh, Super I would love that. Okay, so while we're on this, can can I say one thing that I I don't I'm not gonna say I hate, but like it sounds really it sounds really uh like I sound really ungrateful. But the techwear match shirts, like nationals, we got like a techwear match shirt. Mm-hmm. You didn't get it, you it's, paid for it. Well, right. I guess those are like normally like forty, forty five bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, they're terrible to wear on a daily basis. And I my wife was like doing the laundry and that was in there because it's like really bright yellow. So I kept it thinking, okay, maybe I can run in this because people will see me. Like that was literally and she picks this up and she looks at me, she's like, What is this? I was like, Oh, that's the shirt we got for going to nationals. She's like, Are you serious? <laughs> Yeah, they thought this was really cool. Does it say Iron Sight Nationals on it? No, I'm pretty sure they corrected it to handgun. Uh, what all the little uh, iron-on Velcro patches they handed out all say Iron Sight. So those all say to Iron Sight. I think the shirts. I think it says handy. I haven't put it on honestly, mm. um, but yeah. So anyway, um, I left on my. Area two? Uh, yeah, I left my national shirt on a bench when I opened my registration packet, and mm-hmm. somebody got an extra oh, techwear shirt. So sad. So I Jeremy know. wants. So sad. He wants t-shirts, but only t-shirts he likes. Okay, who wears techwear shirts like on a like a normal person who wears techwear shirts? I don't know. Nobody. That's right. Nobody does that. 
Anyway, uh, okay, uh, that's area two. That's what happened. Jacob Hetherington crushed everybody, and Christian is still winning. And we need we need somebody else. I'm I'm worried because we need somebody in open to push Christian. We do. Christian's going to get complacent if he can just win while walking. Yep. Uh, so we definitely need we definitely need somebody in open that's going to push him. And everybody's going to CO. And who, who could do it? Like him. if we had somebody jump a division, who could do it? I mean, if JJ, if JJ got a real gun and Ooh. and took open seriously again, then e. then I think he, I think he could. But uh, you know, he's not shooting a gun that makes us think he's serious about competing in open. There is that. Uh, I yeah, I don't know if I believe that he could anyway. Maybe, I don't know. You just you just. Their shooting styles are so vastly different, and it Christian just seems so much more aggressive. Like I'm not saying he he would necessarily beat him, but he would be competitive enough. He could be competitive. I think he could still be competitive enough that if Christian slips, JJ will beat him. Mm. Like I, like so, we need we at least need that that going on and it's you know it's not there in open right now and so so will christian just keep dominating open will he how much will he kind of mess with co like was that just a nationals thing or is he going to do more of that that's tough to tough to say tough to know what we'll about, have to ask him what about someone like yeah. like uh like joey uh, I mean that that'd be interesting. I I haven't seen Joey. Sh- I haven't seen enough video of him shooting mm-hmm. um, to to know. But I mean, yeah, Joey has put in some really good performances this year. That maybe maybe open would be a good deal for him. I, oh, I will say okay. This is about area two because um, Christian is supposed to be. I don't want to. He's he said he's coming on, so we just haven't gotten our schedules lined up. So we're gonna have Christian on. Um, so hopefully that's not a, a promise that I, hopefully that's a promise that I actually deliver on, but so Joey at nationals at, at Ironside nationals, um, like everybody kind of had their normal shorts on and then Joey, like this kind of, it's like the new, like the new thing, like guys starting to wear shorts, like guys wore like in the, I don't know, sixties and seventies back that like seventies. Are you just finding up. out about short inseams down in Texas? Yeah. Uh yeah, I well think so. I mean that's been around for a little while, but like it's still not super normal. Um uh, but Foreign like shin seams. But it's but it's not just the it's not just the short, like they're short and like very tight, right? What are you what are you where are you going with this, Jeremy? Where, so, where are you, where are you look, taking if, this, Jeremy? Just just go okay. all the way there so we can understand. You can just <laughs> so say where, what you're admiring. Where I'm going with is that if we could get Joey to swap to open, and he, if he challenged Christian in shooting, then then they could they could challenge each other for the shortest and tightest shorts while also challenge each other for <laughs> shooting dominance. Oh my god! I, I don't know if you managed to dig your way out of that or not. I'll I'll leave that to to Jeff as the judge. <laughs> Just saying. Great. Great observation, Jeremy. I I look forward to that challenge. 
Okay, we're done with area two now. Uh, let's move on. Um, where's where are we going next? Oh, the challenge. The uh, it's called I called it the thirty by three challenge. So what this is, look, it's it's everybody's either in the off season or they're going to be in the off season in a week uh, when Ipswich Nationals is over, and so like nobody's doing a lot of nobody's going to be doing a lot of shooting the next several months. Uh, but people need something to motivate themselves to hopefully stay active and, and that sort of thing. So what we're doing is this 30 by three challenge, uh, for iron sided shooters, it's at 40 yards. It's a, it's a mini popper at 40 yards. If you're shooting a dot an uh, a dot handgun, a handgun with a dot, then it's at 60 yards. It's still a mini popper. It's at 60 yards. And if you're shooting a PCC, I don't know if any of you will be able to actually do 30 push-ups in a row, but if you're shooting PCC, that's at a, it's at 120 yards. Okay. Uh, so that's what PCC has got to do. Um, so what it is, is you're standing up, your gun is on a barrel or a table in front of you. It can have three rounds in the gun. Okay. You can have additional magazines on the table. You can only have one round in each additional magazine. Okay. So that's the that's the official ruling on that. We were kind of going back and forth whether we're gonna have loose ammo or not, but you can have one round per magazine after what's the three rounds that are in your gun. On the start signal, you start standing up on the start signal, you go down, you do 30 push-ups. Mm-hmm. And Jeff is the judge on whether you completed 30 real push-ups or not. And then and then once you finish your 30 push-ups, you stand up and you have to hit the mini popper three times. Three times. So is there's a is a little bit of a fitness challenge. It's a little bit of a shooting challenge, uh, kind of all in one. That you know it doesn't take a ton of rounds to do. Uh, I would love to see some of the fail videos. Like I think there could be some really impressive videos come out of this. Mm-hmm. There could also be some really impressively fail. Like the fail parts could be could be pretty impressive as well. So hopefully we'll see some of those and. My intention is that for if you're if you win it, if you have the fastest time, everybody's competing against each other. If you if you have the fastest time on video, like it has to be on video, uh, and you're a member of the Discord, then you will get some sort of prize. All right, hell yeah! I don't know what that is yet. Hey, I, I have in mind something I want it to be. I just haven't got it yet. What if we just treat this- to give people a frame of reference, you wandered out there and did essentially 33 seconds cold. Well, it wasn't cold. like it was at the end. Of, I had shot. I had had a had you I shot had had at the mini session. at 40 already? No. Are you sure? But I but I had <laughs> shot. You didn't take any ciders in the mini first? Oh, that. Oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Oh, really? I just went out there and did it cold at 60. No, like I shot it twice and hit it both times. Like, okay, that seems like we're in good shape. Oh man, I should have done that because then I would have because I needed the first one to know what it looked like for good shots. All right, man, I'm yeah. learning. Yeah, oh. yeah, I'll probably, uh, yeah, I'll probably shoot it. It doesn't have to be. Oh no, I know it doesn't cold. have to be cold. Yeah, you're totally fine. I mean, how many times do you want to do thirty push-ups? So that's so that's there's a very much it's a limiting like there's a limiting thing right so. I mean, like if depending on your conditioning level, if you did it right when you started a practice session, you shot for 
half an hour and you did it again Mm -hmm. and then shot for another 30 or 45 minutes and did it again, you can probably, you know, still get the same time on your pushups doing it that way. But very few people are going to sit there and rep out 30 pushups, three shots. Oh, I miss. Let's do 30 pushups again and three shots. Uh, Like people aren't going to rep out tons of tons of reps on that. Uh, so yeah, keep the camera uh, rolling. I'll just cut the, to my best friend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's gonna, it's gonna roll for a while. So uh, like you can kind of get out and do it. If your pushups aren't where you want them to be, like you're going to have time to kind of, hopefully that's a little bit of the goal is your conditioning. You can improve your conditioning so that if you struggle to get 30 pushups in a row, like, okay, you've got till March one, that's the, we're going to, we're going to take submissions until March one. Uh, so if you struggle with getting those 30 pushups, Hey, you've got several months to work on that. Uh, and, and so work on that in the off season, it kind of gives you a little bit of motivation to, to stay in shape, to do some conditioning work. And my goal is to, I want to try to do it a 60 by six. I want to do 33 shots, 33 shots. That's going to be my goal by the end of it. And if somebody can do a 90 by nine, then, then they're bussing. What's uh, what's going to be the winning but, time on this puppy? Um, I mean, I could. I think I could. I think you can get in the twenties. Yeah, yeah, I think Iron Sight's twenty five seconds. Twenty five would be you'd be ripping on some push ups. Yes, you would. But I mean, I think that's the sort of ceiling. I think Jeremy is going to get in the high twenties, no problem. Yeah. Look, I honestly, like the bar was set too high with my first run. I really wanted to hit that popper uh, uh, for all three shots, and I did. Um, but also now, especially since I didn't have a time and I have to – so I when I did it, I my timer had died. I ran out of juice. My timer was dead. So we just used the clock. I'll post the video on, on Instagram. So I was just using the – the timer on my video to see how long it was, but I didn't get an actual official time, which is a bummer because mm-hmm. it was a pretty solid, <laughs> it was a pretty solid run. Dude, yeah. Uh, so those popper hopefully shots, we can beat it. Those popper shots. It was just like, bing, bing, bing. Yeah. It was impressive. Look, sometimes you get lucky and you don't jerk the gun when you pull the trigger. And if you don't do that, then a 40 yard mini is, very doable. And the push-ups look good, too. I was surprised. I was surprised. <laughs> uh, you're a generous push-up judge Thanks, because you Jeff. also said mine were acceptable, so I'll take it. Yeah, yours look great. The first one, I was almost lifted off the ground. And I was like, no, we don't need to be doing that. Dude, yeah, your first push-up. No clapping. It was, it was like a plyo push-up. You launched yourself off the ground. <laughs> No, I I don't want to be too Uh, strict on the the push-ups here because I do want people to try it. So don't don't worry about don't worry too much about push-up form unless you're Jeremy. I I I mean there was there was a conscious effort like like okay I mean I do push-ups fairly often Mm -hmm. like just to try in decent shape but like when you know like you're it's being video it's like man i better not cheat on these because i had a couple reps where like i went down and i just didn't quite go as far as i did on the others like dang it somebody's somebody's gonna give me crap for that push oh dude i could tell for sure that you were putting extra effort into doing push-ups because they didn't look anything like the push-ups i've seen you do 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think I'd done a push-up prior to you announcing this challenge since the beginning of COVID, so it's just not a part of my That's, routine. Dang. That's impressive to bust out to bust out thirty like you did and not have done any. No joke. That's actually really impressive. I mean, I do other things. I just don't do push-ups. Potatoes got mm. some natural. That's what it sounds. Yeah. That's no, I split dude. four cords of wood with a mall. That'll do it too. Yeah. Yeah, and you're it's pretty all good. All back like, and shoulders. You're a pretty good cardio dude as well. So that helps. For a hefty guy. Which, Jeff, you have two challenges going on, too, also right now. Oh, yeah, two challenges. Man, everybody wants to race, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing 200 squats, right? Uh, No. So we're doing, with one member of the Discord, we have a four-time. So it's whoever can do it the fastest. And... Uh, I don't want any more challengers on this one because it's going to suck. <laughs> and without a doubt, somebody could smoke me on this. But I don't know if Fitz can smoke me on this, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so four time we're doing 100 reps deadlift at 225. Yeah, so that's one challenge. 100 reps? Yeah, 100 reps at 225. First one to get it done. That seems like a lot. Uh, it's It's a solid challenge. Yeah. It's solid. What okay, and when do y'all? Ha- how long do y'all have to get this done? Uh, what did we say? I think we said till it was like two months. I think was it two months? So basically, end of the year. Yeah, yeah. I think it was January first, maybe. Uh, and then the other challenge is a one rep max. Actually, uh, one rep max uh, Zerker deadlift, which is a bonkers lift, um, and that one is with another member of the, the Discord. So one rep max, Zerker deadlift, which is you're deadlifting, but not with your hands. You deadlift by sticking your arms under the bar and holding it in your elbows and then deadlift standing up with it. So that's... What is your current max on that? I don't know. I don't know. It's not a thing you that many it. people ever do. So yeah. Jeff is probably... Did it for the first time this week. No, I've done it before. I actually didn't do it this week, but I've done it before. So I know I can at least do it. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the other challenge. And that one is, uh, Dece- I think, December 9th was our deadline for that one. So I've got less than 30 days. Oh, that's coming soon. Is that Caton? Yeah, that, that's uh, Caton. Captain. Uh, isn't he like a little short, dude? How tall is he? Not little, but he's short, right? I don't know how tall. Uh, all I know is he's back-to-back powerlifting champ of Washington State. Yeah, he's he's a powerlifting guy. He's got really good, you know, hip and back mobility. So that was he's that a low-port specialist. So yeah. The, the, Did you? The only thing I have going for me is I outweigh him by quite a bit. But less than you used to, because okay. he's up into the one fifties now. And guys yeah. in the 150s can start to move mass. Guys in the 120s and 130s, that's just a bridge mm-hmm. too far. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, weight is the only thing I have going for me. Like this, You have this 50 lift. pounds on them, right? No. No, I've got probably like 35, between 35 and 40 pounds. Okay. Low 190s right now? 
Yeah, I'm, I'll be. I, I haven't weighed in a few weeks, but between 185 and 190, most likely. Depends on how many Oreos. Yeah. And I, I smashed some Oreos in the last few weeks, so probably closer to 190, <laughs> if we're being honest. Uh, so yeah, two more challenges for myself going on. I gotta get on those, but that'll be good. That'll be good. Good challenge. Do them in the Don't same day. Don't you have day. another challenge, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Same day. Aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you participating in my challenge? Other challenge too. The. Hundred push-ups, fifty pull-ups, and apparently a hundred squats every day. How many? Who see how many can do it the most days between now and March first? Yeah, sure. Why not? I I need some shit. Let's line. Let's just line it up. Line them all up, up. Jeff. What is that? How does that make you feel that people are coming out challenging you? Uh, Like, do you feel like the gatekeeper, or do you feel like they think you're easy meat? I don't know. I like it. I like it. I mean, I have no doubt that I'll lose some of these challenges, but I'll give it all I got. I like it. We need to start it. We might need to start a new channel just called Challenge Jeff and just just whatever random stuff people can come up with to challenge Jeff at. <laughs> See if he can beat him. Hard-boiled egg hard eating to- contest. Come on. Let's do it. Oh, jeez. Dude, I love it. I love challenges. If somebody comes up with some, yeah, jump in the Discord and, and challenge. We have a challenge channel now, so <laughs> just jump in there. When, when are you shooting the 3 by 30 uh, I'll probably try it Wednesday. Excellent. Yeah. You have to video it. Like, there's no trying it without video. Okay. All right. I'll be working on my push-ups just <laughs> I get to be a judge of my push-ups, right? Uh, sure. Cool, cool, cool. I predict the guy filming me was not at all interested in joining. I tried really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they don't know what a good time is. I don't know what else. Well, to you say. can do they push-ups in the mud and then try and hit a plate sixty yards away. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's an issue question because I. I knew I couldn't put the same – it couldn't be the same shooting challenge 60 is for great. irons versus 60 dot. is great. Um, I think I'll get my best time shooting irons. Okay. Because at 60 the, yards, the it's the trigger press. The yeah, because at 60 yards, the trigger press is is the issue, but you actually have more information, and so it's a little bit harder to be confident as you're pressing it. So you're going to sit there and, and hold it – not – you are. I am, and sit there and hold a sight picture longer. Mm. Mm. With irons, I'll see enough, and I'll just press it, and it'll go or it won't. Mm. I also don't have a popper, so I'll just be shooting an eight-inch plate. You don't have a popper at all. No, I don't have a popper. An eight-inch plate is is the, is the mini calibration zone. You're fine, right? Yeah, just nail the calibration zone. That's all. Do that. Should I move it to 35 yards if you only have an 8-inch plate? No. No. Okay. Get out if of people here. are hitting on the bottom of the popper, they should feel bad about that anyway. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. I mean, I would. I, I mean, I'd take it. I'd count it for score, but I'd feel right. bad about it. <laughs> right. It's like winning when somebody's gun breaks. 
Like, you feel bad about it, but you still won. Oh, I don't feel bad about that. I just laugh at that. Mm, you I don't know, feel bad. Uh, that kind of made me think. Uh, it's one of those things. No, I don't feel bad because I feel like I showed up with a gun that I pay more attention to. It didn't break or better equipment, whatever. That's kind of what I chalk it up to. But I was actually noticing uh, in other sports we see I, I know this is not a surprise but i was just noticing it and it kind of hit me we see a lot of also like the excuses for for losing and oh yeah i don't know i guess i just hadn't really noticed it before but i was like i think i was reading some tweets from like ufc fighters that had lost titles or whatever lost fights and it, i was like man this sounds a lot like when somebody loses a USPSA match, they're like, oh, yeah, my my ammo. And, you know, I freaking jammed my finger the day before. <laughs> freaking rolled uh-huh. my ankle. Yeah. Anyway, just an interesting observation. Just something. I was like, man, that sounds really familiar. That sounds like some people that I've beat. I think like the the angle shooting and excuse making and like the petty sort of pride and ego stuff that's just competition. You don't have to look very far to find all of that everywhere. Yeah, I think there are a couple right. of sports I do follow are absolutely rife with that stuff. Yeah, what sports do you follow, Potato? Soccer. Soccer. There's a lot of prima donnas in soccer. And it's not just prima donnas. It's like the managers, which is what they call coaches, managers in post-game interviews. Mm-hmm. You'll get a whole variety. So obviously right now everyone just focuses on the referee. So two-thirds of a manager's post-game interview for the losing team will be about bad calls. <laughs> nice. And this is week in and week out. And they have video replay now in the Premier League, which is sort of the, the, the best league for – for soccer in, in, in the UK and mm-hmm. in England. And every week it's, they're talking about the video assistant referee VAR. And that's the core of the post game interview is people complaining about the calls that they got wrong with the video replay. And that's the whole, yeah, it's, and it's all excuses. It's like, no, oftentimes, even when the call was wrong and you can sort of slow it down from a bunch of angles, it's like the better team still want like you didn't yeah. lose because you got a bad call. You lost because you weren't as good as the opponents, and you also got a bad call. Anyway, it's pretty funny. It's it is crazy how often that is true, though. Like you you lost because because you weren't the better competitor. That's why you lost. Own it. Take it to heart. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. If you want to do better, you have to be better. Brutal. It's a brutal truth. Universal truth. Uh, let's do shout-out. Jeff's going to learn at the Western State Single Stacks Classic. That's right. That's right. When Mike Dixon and I hunt him down. And Tanya Hardy in his ass. <laughs> let's go. Uh, all right. Yeah, let's do some shout-outs. Uh, first shout-out, Shooter's Connection. Shooter's Connection sponsoring today's episode. Big thanks to them. If you're going to use Shooter's Connection to pick you up some some supplies for shooting, maybe some dry fire materials, some targets and whatnot for the off season, 
hit up Shooters Connection, use the link in the description, support the podcast, let them know um, this is a good place for, for them to get their name out there. I made a Shooters Connection order last week, and dude, no joke, 48 hours when it was on my doorstep. Pretty freaking insane. Yeah, crazy. it was crazy. Um, so use Shooters Connection, big supporter of the sport. Uh, big thanks to them. We also have a shout out from our Patreon group in the Discord. There's a name in this that I'm going to let Jeremy say. Oh, let me look it up. Hold on. I get it. I'll get it real quick. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he is a pagan. So there's <laughs> that. Uh, uh, shout out to Janjuru Kel on leaving production and finally shooting a dot like the good Lord intended. Uh, and apparently John Hedlund is also a pagan and he's, he's worshiping at the altar of some, some other Lord who thinks shooting a dot is a good thing. And mm. so look, there's, there's all sorts of, all sorts of idols and false gods out there. And uh, you know, apparently dot shooters, they they worship at the foot of them. What can we it's do? probably just a misinterpretation of the sacred text. Probably, probably. Uh, it's been it's been translated in too many different languages, and and something's <laughs> been lost in translation. Clearly, a lot has been lost that a lot has led a lot of people astray to thinking shooting a dot gun is fun or cool or good. How's um, your training with really the dot gun going, Jeff? Still enjoying it. Uh, I mean, I haven't done it in a while. His conscience has taken over and hadn't let him. Like his conscience says, "No, this is dirty. This isn't this a is, good thing. This, this is, is bad. dirty." <laughs> yeah, I can't be doing this. No, I I look forward to it. I just uh, I don't. I'm not set up to load nine mil or anything right now. So yeah, I haven't shot any. I did go and get your like, Ipsic Nationals, and then you'll take another look at it. Yeah, pretty much. I did like buy a a box of nine mil the other day to go shoot through that gun. To, I mean, plug your ears, Jeremy. Plug your ears. It was like super fun, super fun <laughs> to shoot a dot. It's like, what the hell? This thing is first. First, you're going from forty to nine, uh, so you're like, wow, this gun doesn't move. And then you got the dot, and it just—it was so easy, dude. It was so easy. Yeah. So it was fun. I look forward to playing with it more. Okay, you can unplug your ears, Jeremy. <sighs> I've been disappointed in Jeff before. Like that's like that—that that happens a lot, yeah. actually. That that I get disappointed. This may be one of the worst. This may be one of the worst uh, disappointments I've had. Um, I'm actually about to order parts to build a limited optics gun. Oh, really? Well, just just double yeah. it up. Build me one. Just, okay, <laughs> I'll take one too. Easy peasy. <laughs> just just uh, yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah, do that. Uh, no problem. Uh, when you have your production gun menu, maybe you can have one that's uh, cut for an adapter system. 
Well, I mean, as as much as I want to keep Irons around, uh, and I do want to keep him around, there's a, I think they should stay from a competitive standpoint. The industry is going to dots, and so I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to build dot guns uh, to stay relevant in the future. So. So yeah, so I need to so I need to build a limited optics gun. Probably my wife will end up shooting it. Uh, she hasn't shot since we've had kids, but she wants to shoot more, and a limited optics gun will make that a whole lot easier for her. Twenty eleven in nine millimeter with a rail and a dot on it, like that will be easy. Which is why dots are lame, but it's the easy button, so she will like that. Because she's a girl, so she should like the easy button. Oh my goodness, Jeremy! Socialists and girls, and I know man, you got to watch out this, for this guy. This episode, Jeremy's <laughs> crusty fud came out hard. <laughs> Look, okay. Can I can I make a confession? Uh, uh, my my confession is like I was still pretty into like shooting and training usbsa until about uh i don't know a week ago a week and a half ago and like i'm ready to be done with it for the year like this having having a match a match all the way into thanksgiving yeah. basically like i'm just it's just too late like it's it's oh, too it late sucks. to keep going it sucks other stuff I, I, wanna it. Do. I don't want to be shooting this late in the year yeah yeah, so was very it much, very much agree with that? Was so, it uh, was it when I came and and visited your your resort? Was that was that the just pushed you over the edge? You're like, this is too damn much. Uh, I, it wasn't like that was that was fun. That's probably the last. That was probably the last bit of fun that I've had shooting since mm -hmm. then. Uh, and since then, it's just been like okay. Like let's just let's just uh, be done. Let's be done with the year. At this yeah. Point. So I actually have a, a similar similar feeling. I went out and shot this last weekend on Friday, and I like went out and there was these other three goofballs there shooting, and they were down there shooting rifles on my fifty yard range. When there's a two hundred yard range right up there, and. <laughs> and uh so i'm like setting my stuff up and i'm trying to shoot and they like don't really know range etiquette so i'm like having to just stare at them until they look at me and then be like is it good can i like go down and pay some targets um anyway i was there for way longer than i wanted to be because i only got to shoot every every so often oh, uh geez. anyway eventually they left and by the time they left like i was just I was done, like mentally. I would like went up there to shoot and I shot and I'm like I literally just shot until I was bored of shooting. And I just like stood there. And then I just like packed my shit up and I left. I was I was so over it. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's kinda where I like I'm looking forward to the I'm looking forward to Ipsic, uh but yeah, I'm ready to be I'm ready to be done with the year. It's been Man, a, I hope I never get old like you guys at this point. <laughs> oh man. It happens. It happens. It's rough. It's rough. So, uh not trying to not to be whine I'm not trying to whine and complain. It's probably what it sounded like. That's my bad. I I, no, I try that. and stack things so when I'm done with one I get to do the next. So I'm not 
monkeying. I have guns that I'm not using until I complete a certain thing, and then I'm using those guns. So I like have a thing to look forward to. So, so I can't wait to get back from Ipsic Nationals because then I can play with my single stack guns again. That's like true. I haven't shot yeah. those in two months, and I'm ready. Yeah, and that's not something I've ever done. Yeah, I, so maybe when I get back, I'll just like put the single stacks up. Well, I'll still be shooting a single stack, but I'll pick the dot single stack up, and uh, maybe I'll play with it for for a while. Doesn't your Walter have an optic plate? No, it doesn't. Why don't you just send that slide out and get it machined? I mean, it's a it's a fifteen round gun, like. With a base pad, it's like a 17-round gun or something like that. That's better than 10. Oh, yeah, but it's a single stack, dude. Come on. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I want to, like, I've got rifles. Like, I got, like, a, like rifles that I want to shoot and other stuff. And we've had some really great rifle shooting weather here lately. It's like, no, I need to go. Sh- I need to shoot my other mm-hmm. gun, but that's what okay. we just got electron. I oh, think part of ahead. it. Well, I think part of it's like work has been also work has also been a drag lately, a little bit. Customers make, make stuff less fun. So that's part of it. Other people too, man. Yeah, some people's Other kids, people. man. Some people's kids. Uh, let's see what else. What you else? You guys got, got a movie coming on? out? Do we movie. hit all our topics? Oh, yes. actually coming now. Yes, much promoed now available. Jeff, Jeff got word. This is this is November thirteenth as we are recording this, and Jeff got word today that we should have the final version on the fourteenth of November, uh, which means that. If you're listening to this podcast, you should be able to go to our YouTube channel, Hit Factor Podcast, and there should be a shooting video on there that we have been uh, talking about mm-hmm. on here for yeah. months. Uh, mostly, it's really more of a racing video than a shooting video. So go watch some old <laughs> middle-aged white dudes <laughs> run down a track. Uh, but yes, it should be out. So I'm super excited about that. Like that, that's going to be awesome. I really hope you guys all go, go watch it and, mm-hmm. uh, give us the feedback on it. It should be great. Yeah. Yeah. Please go watch it. Even if you don't watch it, click on it and, uh, hit like, and subscribe to the channel. Much appreciate that. Talk to some people about it. If you would tell some people at your local club, maybe people that haven't shot a major, uh tell them about hey these guys went and shot this major made a goofy video kind of get a glimpse of what it looks like uh so spread the word talk to somebody about it would appreciate that as well uh so yeah go check it out i think you guys will like it it's it's good i think you'll like it i found it entertaining it's it's weird to watch a video of Mm -hmm. yourself i guess just that's just a little bit weird so I found it entertaining. So I, I, and I've had some, I had some non shooting friends watch it and they thought it was pretty entertaining and cool too. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be cool. Yeah. I wanted to share the, the pre, the pre edit with more people, but I was like, "Eh, I'll harvest those views later. I was like, (laughs) 
I'll That's give them right. the real cut and then they'll because you know people that don't shoot or even people that do shoot like they're just they probably just gonna watch it half of it or they're just gonna watch it once uh, so I was like ah, I'll wait to tell them about it till it comes out so we can get that you know that original traffic yeah. way to not cannibalize your own viewers but yes yeah right Don't worry, I'm gonna have that sucker on repeat in the shop. I don't know if that'll count for more views or not, but if you, I don't know how that. If you I don't just know how use YouTube a VPN works, all day long, just like, just VPN all around the world and watch it, you'll be good. Okay, What's a VPN? <laughs> never mind. <laughs> just write a script to open new instances of your VPN to load it. Jeremy is a script kitty, right? For sure. Yeah. Lots of vac bands on I don't, what, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what any of this stuff is. Uh, oh, and, and before uh, before you uh, close it off, you got to put like a, a bookmark somewhere to remember that the, there was a question for Jeff that we don't have time to get into now, but to really deep dive into his mind and his sort of idiosyncratic training pathway where he just feels when things could be better and just knows without needing to look at the target or the timer. And I know this... Josh Morgan had questions about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. What time is it? No, it's it's too late, man, because that's a deep one. It's too late. <laughs> that's a deep one. But we're going to we're going to come back to it cuz I'm genuinely curious how the mind of Jeff uh it may be very <laughs> shallow. It may not be deep. It may be no, very, that's, very that's shallow. That's the problem is I don't, I don't know. No, no I don't, don't know. Get into it. No, We're done. When, no. when we force him to articulate it, he'll figure it out. I don't know if it's – yeah, here's the problem is I can – it's kind of like the same – the visualization conversation, like what you see, it lets you visualize things. Like literally my, my mind visualizes these things. So trying to put them into words is more difficult. It's – it's a weird it's, – well, a, you have to work on that. Weird work on your script. Man. We'll come back to it. Well, we know we're yeah. maybe, maybe we'll brain. maybe if some night when Jeremy's not available, we'll we'll mine this for to its fullest depth. <laughs> uh, also, we are entering the off season, so there's not going to be a whole lot of shooting for us yeah. to talk about. If there are people you want us to interview. Uh, and you think they would be willing to come on, let us know who you would like to. And if you have, but when you do that, I want questions with, like, if you want us to interview somebody, let us know yeah. what questions you want us to ask them. Uh, and maybe we can try to do that. I'm not, I'm not making any guarantee one that we can get them to come on or <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think getting Khalil, uh, is going to be a bit of a tough one potato. Cause that would be. I don't know he does. if he speaks English he does. or not. I've, but... I've seen an interview oh, okay. um, by the Czech guys who were interviewing him in English. And so that was funny in its own way because okay. their English oh, was yeah. idiosyncratic. But yeah. Huh. Uh, maybe, I mean, hey, maybe we can reach out and if we just tell him that we're a big deal, he'll think that we are. Uh, well, if we have Christian on yeah. ahead of time, like, hey, we just had Christian on. We need to get you on too. Uh, maybe we can get Khalil on too. That would be cool. Yeah. So anyway, if you guys have have people you'd like to like to have us interview, 
um, let us know and we can see about trying to make that happen in the off season when matches aren't busy. Also, we will probably do, I think we did this last off season as well. We'll do an episode where we don't talk about shooting at all. Like we'll just get on and, and talk about everything else in life. So if you have yeah. some stuff that you've heard us touch on before, you want us to get back into anything like that, be good. And we'll, we'll stock all those for that episode where we're just going to not talk about shooting. Yeah. Yep. Those are, I think those are fun. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And, uh, Hopefully, if you see us at Ipsic Nationals, come talk to us. Uh, Mike Dixon, hopefully I'm going to remember to bring you your hat because you've been on the – we need to do a shout-out to Mike Dixon because he's been on – he's been Patreon for six five months, right? Months. Five months. Even, even though he thinks that Nils is a grandbagger. <laughs> he did. He does think Nils is grandbagging. Nils did not finish within 5%. But Jacob at one match at Area Jacob's 2 so, that one time, therefore. Wow. Sorry. Nils, Nils is a grand bagger. So Nils quit grand bagging. That's, uh, <laughs> that's shouldn't be doing that. Nils. You're pre I, uh, you're welcome, Mike. So anyway, with that, we're signing off. Thank you guys. And, uh, we will see you guys on the range. Peace.